Hello and welcome to Equine Voices Podcast. My name is Ronnie, an intuitive equine communicator. I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you for listening. Welcome to Equine Voices. My name is Ronnie and I am your host. I'm really pleased to be chatting with Kathy Price. I've chatted with Kathy, I think it's about three times, two or three times. So tonight's going to be lots of energy, hopefully lots of laughter and interesting information. For those of you that don't know Kathy, she works with energy, but it's a lot more than that. She can explain the work. And we've also got two special guests. These are her clients, and they can explain how they met Kathy and their experience of her work. So without further ado, I'll bring Kathy in. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? It's so lovely to be back. <laughs> it's nice to have you back. I'm so pleased to chat with you again. And we've got two lovely special ladies waiting to join us too. If you want to go ahead and just explain for the people that don't know who you are, and then just a short intro on what's happening with your work at this present time. Cool. No problem. Right. So I'm Kathy Price and my work I've called Point of Balance. It's an energetic modality, which means I just work with energy. Um, I, I'm in my 20th year, I suddenly realised, which just made me feel very old, of working with energy. And it's in about the past five years that I stepped into being me, if you like, being Kathy Price. And that's where I just made the name up Point of Balance because what I realised as I'd worked the previous 15 years, it seemed that when a system and by a system, I mean an animal or a person or a plant even. But when a system comes back into balance at every level, so we're talking physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and energetic, that's when everything works as it should be. And my belief is every system wants to be at that place of balance because that's the easiest place for it to be. And that's when everything works well. Now, I know within our human world and with our animals we talk of disease which is dis-ease something is out of ease so my job <laughs> as I sort of like to see it is to help the system come back into balance and the way that I work is I prefer to know nothing about why somebody comes to me or why they would like me to work with their horse or their pet or anybody else because my method of working is that we are all connected. We are energy, which is a quantum physics fact. We are vibrating energy. An atom contains 99.99999% space. There's nothing in it except water energy, vibrating energy. So we are energy and we are inherently connected through what we call the unified field, the vacuum fluctuation field or the zero point field. It's three names for the same thing, which is basically the space between us, if you like. But it also goes out into space. It goes to the furthest galaxy. But we're connected inherently through that. And distance means nothing. Time means nothing. So when I work, I believe I do what's called condition the space. So if you think of a, a bath full of water and all of the molecules of the water are just banging around randomly, there's no order in it. It's called entropy. When I work with a person or a horse, I condition the space. So conditioning means I bring order to it. 
So my idea is that then because the space is ordered and the space contains all of the information that we would ever need to heal ourselves, to bring ourselves back into balance, and I make it easier for the system to find the information it needs to heal itself. So that's why I don't need to know anything about what's wrong because I know nothing. (laughs) And I always say that if somebody, say, came to me with a bad back, you obviously want the bad back to get better. But the fact is the bad back might be there because there's an emotional load on that person that makes them stand or walk in a certain way, which affects their nervous system. You know, maybe they're in sympathetic nervous system, whatever it is that affects their structure. And the bad back is just the last piece of the puzzle. Well, I'm not going to know how to get them out of that, but they inherently do. We have this innate ability to heal ourselves. And it's about tapping into that. So my work is about helping people find the information they need to be able to heal themselves. And they don't need to do anything. This is at an energetic level. It's way below subconscious. So it's not about thinking things or saying mantras. And everything we learn, all of these different modalities, I believe, have a place. All of them. We learn everything for a reason. And they all have their place to help us. This is just my particular place. So that's the sort of background. So I'll just check with Ronnie that actually made sense. <laughs> it made sense. <laughs> no, I dabble on and then I stop and think, oh my Lord, did that make sense? No, so, it yeah, made I, sense, Kathy. <laughs> good. And what I can say is that, you know, as it's been 20 years, I've been working with energy modalities. I know for 15, 16, 17 of them, my main emphasis was about helping the system come back into balance to heal itself. And it was very much an accent on getting rid of illness and emotional stuff. But slowly I began to realize, I suppose this is in about the last four or five years, that there's much more to it than that. And that when a system comes into balance, it also can come to its full potential and it can find purpose. So more recently, in the last sort of 18 months, two years, I've called it an evolution of my work, although this element I know was there previously. But it's about a much bigger picture so that when I work with someone, what I'm trying to help them do is step into their power. And it's an innate power, which I believe every single person has. And I believe that the Aboriginal cultures that haven't been too influenced by Western civilization really still tap into. They connect to everything. And with that connection, they can create, they can heal. So when I talk of somebody's power, I talk about their power to heal, to create, to connect, and fulfill their purpose and potential. So that's the sort of next step. It hasn't changed. I'm not really doing anything different at all. But I've just realized there is this bigger picture. And I want people to know that picture is there, that potential is there, that everybody has it. Everybody is uniquely magnificent. Everybody. And it's just a matter of finding your way to that place. That's what I hope my work can help them do. So I've just recently created a course called Gateway to You. And this was the thing that how can I teach them? to be me in the sense that they could 
access the stuff that I'd found. And then I realized I can't do that. I, nobody can be me because I'm the sum of all my experiences in this life, past lives, or wherever you want to go. But then I realized there were tools and there were subjects that I really studied that helped me to come to this point. So that's what I'm in the process of doing. I have five lovely ladies on the course, Brenna, who's one of our guests being one of them. And they are helping me as I create this course to make sure it's appropriate and it's what they need um, to help them move forward is the subjects and the content. So, yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> that was very eloquent, Kathy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I didn't swear once. Good grief. That was lovely. We'll bring Brenna in in a second and then she can explain from her perspective how she met you and the work that you do has impacted on her, how she feels about it. I know you haven't changed your work as such, but what you're doing with your online course and your other things is giving information to more people. Because like you said, when you're working with energy, it's not a case of, well, I can sort the horse out, but I can't sort you out. You're empowering that person to show them that they have the power and the capability and the energy to change their world. But it starts with them. And it is how they digest the information that comes along to them and there can be three people having a conversation and they can be basically saying something similar but each person will be drawn to one particular energy because that's the one they need to connect to that's what they're resonating with at that time and like you said everything has a place and it's not a case of that's wrong and this is right it's whatever's right for you at that moment in time and you can look back or go forward and in six months time and what you know today will still have relevance and it will still be right, but it will have a diff different perspective on it. It will have a different view because your knowledge and your energy has changed and what you are seeing uh, resonates with that too. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you made a really good point there because as I said, I believe we learn everything for a reason is what we do with it that matters. And like you said, I went through various modalities to get to this place, but all of them had relevance, complete relevance at that moment. And all of them have added to my knowledge base and my experience of where I am now. And I come from a really scientific background in the sense that science was my go-to. You know, my thought process was always measure it, replicate it, explain it, and I'll believe it. Otherwise, go away. I don't want to know. I really had to have a, a mind shift to get into this work and be okay with there not being a scientific explanation. And so that's the moment I stepped into my experience is my truth. I know what I've experienced. I will tell other people what I've experienced, but I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. Yeah. If it's relevant information, that's fantastic. If it's not absolutely fantastic, leave it behind. It may be in a day, a week, a year you'll suddenly remember, oh, that's what that strange woman said. And the other thing, which I think you made a really good point there as well, Ronnie, is I'm not attached to anything I believe in. But the moment I have my perception and the way I explain things, but if during this conversation something should come up where it would be a slightly different idea or maybe a completely 180-degree reversal, I will consider everything. I won't say, oh, no, that's not what I believe, so I don't want to listen. Because I've now experienced through my life, you know, this work, a few moments when I've had to 
stop. Basically, I stop and I go really still. So there's two things that can happen. If somebody says something that really resonates, I have what's called a tingle tangle tongle moment. And I'm sure you've had them. And it's when you get that rush up and down your spine, your hackles stand on end. And with me, if it's really massive, I burst out crying because it's like, oh my God, that's the truth. But then if somebody says something which is totally relevant, but is not my understanding at that moment, I found what I do is I go still and I just let it sit with me. And it might be for days. It's not just in the moment. And then I see how it feels. So it's not a downright, oh no, take that away. It's different. I will always listen. And as I said, I'm not attached to what I know. I'm quite open to change in that respect. So, you know, what you were saying there as well, that's it. Everybody comes at it from a slightly different angle. It's like you can have three geography teachers and different children will relate to different teachers just because of the way they teach. So yeah, that was Mm -hmm. totally cool. <laughs> Thank you. What, what was the phrase you said? A dingle dangle. And a, a dingle dangle, not a dingle dangle dongle. Oh no, that's something else. That was something completely different. My dingaling, as Chuck Berry would say. <laughs> uh, sorry, I behave. Tingle tangle tongle. Tingle tangle tongle moment. Yeah. Oh, that was lovely. Okay, right. So we're going to bring Brenna in and she can introduce herself and then we'll let her tell her story, her perspective. Okay. Hi, Brenda. Would you like to go ahead? Yes, certainly. So I came to Kathy via Brett Kitty, which a lot of horse people have seen a video of Brett Kitty, who's this Grand Prix dressage rider. And the quality of the man riding, I couldn't know more about this guy. So I Googled Brett Kidding, which took me to Tristan Tucker. And I found an interview with him with Warwick Schiller podcast series, which I started at the first one, worked all my way through and came across Kathy's podcast. and went back and listened to it a couple of times and then grew the proverbials and emailed her and said, I'm in. And I also, I read her recommendation that you do the, I can't remember what it is, the first one is the point of balance. Yeah, and then, session and then yeah. the awakening, yeah. Yeah, and then do the awakening. But I said, no, I just want to go straight to the awakening, please. And she obliged. And it's just been meteoric since. What happens? Do you want to explain to people that don't know what that is? Okay. What is the awakening? How did it work? So basically, I just needed to find quiet time, a scheduled time where Kathy would book a session. And then I just lay quiet and just daydreamed or whatever. And then she messaged me to say it was done. And she did ask me at the time what I'd noticed. And I had felt like little frissions of energy, which I thought, was that it or wasn't it? I really didn't know. But as the months have gone on, I'm going, I think that's my spaces opening up. And uh, I think that's yeah, the energy getting through the spaces and uh, my tissues. And yeah, so friction is the best word I've come to. I'm hearing lots of new words today. I'm going to have to write these down. <laughs> How long ago was this, Brenna? Roughly, like weeks, months? Yeah, I think six months, probably about six months. Yeah. And what's happened since? How have you noticed changes within yourself and what's the thing that's really sticks out you know what's the thing that you feel has been a change within yourself well well, actually the thing that kind of threw me up had two bad crashes off my beloved horse plus I lost a marriage and it was kind of like the universe saying well we've been telling you for a little while you need to make some changes but I just wasn't listening hard enough so that was what took to wake me up and I was I call it down a rabbit hole it's been in a pretty shadowy darkish place for a very long time 
coming up for about a year. So between Warwick's podcast, because you know there's about 89 amazing people on there, uh, Eckhart Tolle, and then doing the work with Kathy and some other people that showed me the way out of the rabbit hole, and I've just taken off since then. Somebody said to me the other day, oh, you don't look 60. I said, well, if you'd seen me six months ago, you would have thought I was 80. And I was on the point of leaving my career, but now I'm going, oh, got another 40 years of working life ahead of me. So yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing changes. Yeah. So you feel a big difference. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, how can you say that if there's no visual proof, but you know, you can feel your energy and you can feel things about you that's changing and recognizing things. Oh, totally, totally. And I've always been an avid learner and I had so much more energy. I was following my interests and signing up on courses and things. And then Kathy offered me the Gateway to Us course. Well, Gateway to You, sorry, but we renamed it for the guinea pigs. And then I got offered another course. So I signed up because I said to Kathy, I'm relying on your course to give me the energy to do all these other courses and do a whole heap of things that have been on the back burner that I want to achieve and, and roll with. Good for you. Well, I must say you don't look 60, so. <laughs> and you've got such a vibe about you. You've got such a vest for life. That's why I can see when I'm looking at you now. I just feel this lovely energy flowing from you. You see, you're a vet. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, I said it already. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Are you saying vet's a dirty word? No, but I should have said it. Okay, to see what you would do. So you're a vet and you're also training the master's of method. Is that correct? Yes, there's certain side effects of listening to Warwick's podcast. <laughs> you want to do it all? Exactly. Yes. And I've been talking to Rupert, so I'll be doing training in his field at some stage as well. So Rupert Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I've started on the master's of training, take that through to certification. Yeah. So have you met Sam Naylor? Yes, yes. She's one of my closest friends, yeah. And Vicky, oh. they stayed here for a little while while they were doing a five-day in a weekend. It's a lovely, lovely thing to use, and you can use it with everything else as well. So it's standalone, but it's also nice to incorporate with your veterinary work. Yeah, well, that's the intent, is that I'll learn it in horses and take mm. it through the other species. Brilliant. Okay, that's lovely. Anything you want to add, Cathy? No, just grateful to Brenna for being a willing guinea pig. <laughs> And then when she said, relying on me to give her the energy, it's like, oh, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> I think you've got energy enough, my lovely. But no, this is what I love, you know, because Brenna's New Zealand based, but so lucky you're over in the UK at the moment to make this more easy. But it's that worldwide connection, everybody coming together. I just love it. This is where distance has no meaning. You know, we're all connected. We've got a comment. If people want to make a comment, please do encourage that. What I will do is add it a little bit later. So I'm not interrupting people before. Otherwise, you're stopping and just reading the comments out. But I'm very grateful for these comments. So this is from Emily. Thanks, Emily. Emily's on the course as well, doing the Gateway to Us course, which will be the Gateway to You. So, yeah, another lovely lady. I'm just going to read that out for the benefit of when this is just audio afterwards. So this is Emily. She's saying, hello, Kathy. Love how you explain energy and connection. Totally resonates. You are so lovely to share this with all of us. Thank you for your comment. That's sweet of you to pop that on. I'm going to bring Katie in now. Katie's another client and she can explain how she came across Kathy and her experiences. I'll bring Katie in. Hi, Katie. Hello. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. 
I've had horses all my life and I came to Kathy looking for help for myself and my horse, Barney, who I've had for just over a year now. I bought the horse and my previous horse had sadly been retired. So I bought Barney and I thought we had a connection straight away and it seemed absolutely perfect. Once he got him home, I'm under no illusion that starting a new relationship with any horses you know, it's not a bed of roses. It, it takes time. There's always things that you have to learn about each other. And it's never a, a straight road. But a few months after I got Barney, things really started to deteriorate. And he's such a lovely horse. But I could feel from him, he was very emotionally distressed and it was getting worse by the day. It started off kind of insidiously, really. So I started off, like many people, ponytail traditionally, and then I had a horse when I was 14. She caused me to meet to look for a different way. So I've been on a kind of journey since then, trying to be a better horse person and trying to communicate and work with and be with my horses in as good a way as possible, really. So I've always been kind of looking for ways to communicate better. So at that point, I found Warwick's podcasts and that's why I started listening. I felt they just weren't right with myself and Barney. And I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I just knew something wasn't right. And I started listening to Warwick and then came across Kathy. And what Kathy said really sort of resonated with me. And then things were getting worse. A lot of it was to do with the situation we were in, the yard we were on was actually really unpleasant with both myself and Barney but essentially cut long story short moved yards. Barney went for six weeks of training livery with a lady who's near me who's actually trained with Mark Rashid again I met her through she shared one of Warwick's podcasts on Facebook and I saw it and I thought she was just down the road from me and I was like I need to get in touch with this girl and you know we'd never left so we stayed as a delivery. After moving on Barney to to Catherine's you know it was clear how distressed he was whatever was going on with him it was very ingrained he had developed this really uncomfortable very minimal interaction he would have this sort of stereotypy behavior he would be grinding his teeth chewing his teeth he was very very upset at anything really and I just felt that I mean a couple of months of being with Catherine having no pressure, you know, we're all trying to be as good as we possibly could, tactful, you know, doing everything within our power to show him that we were okay, we would go at his pace and everything was fine, but I still felt he wasn't open to allowing us in at that point. He was just so stuck where he was. And at that point, I listened to Kathy's interview with Warwick and I think with Jane Pike as well on her podcast and uh, funnily enough we're not that far away from each other we're both in Wales which really picked my ears up so I found Catherine's Facebook page and I messaged her and we arranged a treatment uh, for Barney first off so he had the treatment I remember I, I drove up in my car and I watched him I didn't even catch him I just watched from the field and you just kind of sit there and just like what's happening <laughs> I did feel like something he was responding in some way but you never really sure and then I had to go to work for him I was on long shifts for three days so I didn't see him at all for three days and then I went back up three days later to see him and I can't describe the change that 
I felt from him. He's always been a horse that's really desperate to connect with people. And I've always felt, despite all the unfortunate series of events that have happened, we've had a deep connection right from the start. But he just came up to the fence when I parked my car and got out of the car and came up to the fence. And he was just so, you know, completely calm. There was no mouthiness. It was almost like he was saying to me, it's fine. It's okay. We're going to move on from here. And from then on, really, like I said, the horse bumps in the road, isn't there? But things have changed. He's more open to us doing things together, to start to work towards being able to cooperate and work together. He's happier spending time with me, I think. And Catherine, who looks after him full time and does some of the training with him, she was actually away at that time. And she came back and she said, there's something different with Barney. Something's happened. And then I told her <laughs> that he'd had a sleep with Cathy. And I said, obviously, I have no real knowledge of how it works. So yeah, that's kind of where we are. And things are definitely moving in the right direction. That's that's lovely, Katie. Thank you for sharing that story. And I could feel the emotion. So I'll just explain. I won't say anything. This is personal to you. But I'll explain to the listeners that just before we went live that your horse connected and I gave you a little message. So that message makes sense now after you've just told me the story because I didn't know anything about that before, which is lovely. So yeah, I can chat to you afterwards and just pass on the rest that he's connecting with. That was lovely and I really felt how much it meant to you. Kathy, do you want yeah. to say anything? I'd love to. And thank you so much, Katie, for coming on and saying that because as I said at the beginning, I don't know why people ask for a session for them or their horse. And I don't find the feedback either. I mean, I know that change happened because you said to me, oh, yeah, it's really worked. And you said your mother noticed and different people had noticed. And so I knew that, but I didn't know the story. So I was getting a bit emotional when you were telling that story <laughs> because that's all I want to happen is for the people and the animals, the horses, just to be in the best possible place. That's it. And that, as I said, I just want people to know it's possible and everything out there is there to help you. And we have this power within us to do it. And if when I do a session, it facilitates that access to that power. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want. You know, it's so lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and to explain that so eloquently, because I didn't know any of that. In fact, I didn't know either of your stories in full. Instead of running, maybe I should be bribing them before they come on, because I don't know what they're going to say. I knew you'd be lovely. Yeah, so it's really lovely to hear the back tale. I did put an email out to all my subscribers and people to say, if they'd had change happen, would they mind sending it in? Because I think I've reached the point, I want to see if there's any commonality in change. And I am beginning to see a bit because I've had a few responses. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear your stories. Thank you. It's lovely. Am I allowed to say what you do for a living, Katie? I'm a doctor. I'm postgraduate in seven years since I graduated, oh. but I'm still within my training program. So I train in emergency medicine and intensive care medicine. So yeah, that's what I do. So I get, I'm very science-based as well. But from my work, I've known right from the start, there's more to it than the pure evidence-based, like the pure scientific papers. I just know, I can just feel it, that there's more to it than, than, than that. Because otherwise, we'd be able to predict exactly 
how somebody's clinical course would go, but you just can't. Sometimes things things happen, people get better when they shouldn't have got better, people don't get better when they should have got better. And there's far more than most of the medical world will. There's more out there than, than most of us understand, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's nice to get, not that it it matters who experiences the impact of whoever they go to, but to have a vet and a practicing doctor with that scientific mind, with the restrictions that that can have as well at times. It's lovely to hear you chat about about energy. I'm just going to go back to Brenna. So Brenna, you're doing the online course. Katie, are you doing the online course as well? I'm not, but I'm very interested. <laughs> You're doing a good job here, Bonnie. You're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Sign her up before she goes, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Brenna, do you want to just chat a little bit more about where you see yourself going? Has it shone any light on anything that you'd like to learn more about? I know you're doing the Masterson. Is there anything else that you think, oh, do you know what? I'd like to try that or... Um, that might open a doorway to this. Or of it up. Yeah, and it's the exciting thing, which is why I'm relying on this course to give me the tools so I can open all the doors I want to open. And this is also tying together so many threads. You know, the tapestry start to make pictures now. So threads that I started noticing when I was a toddler. And it's just such an exciting time now because these threads are starting to make the big picture and it's just going, oh, click, 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 you know. And now it's like the learning curve. I'm now actually entered the steep part of the curve, which means really seeing things differently and better. And yeah, it's just amazing. I'm really careful not to label things, moving right away from labels. But it also allows me, I've got to the age now where I go, you know what, I'm running with my gut. I'm not going to run with stereotypical vet or stereotypical anything anymore. My gut's has been talking to me for a long time. I've been sort of going, shh, and I'm run with the gut. And it's just fabulous. Yeah, wonderful way to live. Absolutely. And one thing I remember from one of Warwick's podcasts, I can't remember which one it was, but I think he was saying that most of the people that he's interviewed, the most common thing is that they've said yes to an opportunity before they know whether they can do it or what exactly it is. They always say yes. And I took that mental ethos on and I thought right I'm going to do that and when I started doing that even more doorways opened and I think that when you're open it's like okay okay she wants this let's send this let's send that and if it feels right at the time you say yes and I stopped not totally because it's ingrained in you so it's something you have to work with it's not as heavy but you still work with it like waiting for the right opportunity waiting for the right finances waiting for the right etc etc I don't know if it feels right then I'll do it and trust that something will come along to enable me to do that and if it doesn't it's because I'm not vibrating my energy at the right place I'm still not allowing I'm still doubting because those things are energy based and they do have an influence but I love playing with it and it's a amazing how quickly something comes along too you know I get so excited yeah I'm like a little kid sometimes I go oh I'm so excited I'm in the car talking to myself and honestly if anybody passed me thinking what is she on I want some of that <laughs> sorry honey yeah I think you know that's the intention attention no tension isn't that yeah. when you can let go of the doubts and just say right there is my intention I'm seeing it happen and I don't know how the hell it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And that's what you've done. It's so cool. 
And it does, it does make me giddy sometimes. Right, K2. Right, okay. I'm picking up things and I just have to be careful because obviously there's people watching this because I don't ever say anything that's personal. So are you okay for me to say something, Katie? Yeah. I think this is for the benefit of anybody listening or watching as well, because I wouldn't be saying it otherwise. I'd wait until afterwards. The message that I gave you earlier about taking a breath and, you know, you're not responsible for what happens around you. It's just you're responsible for you. I'm also getting told to say to you to be kinder to yourself and to be gentle with yourself. And it doesn't matter what you're feeling, what emotions come up, just acknowledge them and just let them flow and then let them go. Because that's important. That's part of what you need to do. And Barney, so when I say I connect with the horses, Barney's like shaking his head. But his energy, although he's a horse to you, are you all right, sweetheart? Do you want me to stop? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So although he's a horse, his energy is connected to you, to everything. It's his energy that I'm connected to. And he okay because he says don't define me by what you see it's what you feel okay so don't define me by what you see it's what you feel because that might not always be the same picture at times we can look at somebody or an animal and think you know and we're already playing a role out we're already doing a little movie in our heads and what he's saying is that's not what's going on inside that's changed but the outer shell has got to catch up does that make sense absolutely yeah yeah okay yeah. so just be gentle with yourself just be kind and don't beat yourself up if you forget that <laughs> <laughs> okay but when you've calmed down just take a step back take a breath i'm really being told to tell you to take a breath to breathe to just breathe because what's happening is you're you're living up here sometimes okay and it's not sustainable all the time yeah and it's a work i understand that so when you can I tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you a little secret. If I get like that, I nip off to the ladies and sit there and just take a breath. <laughs> yeah. but don't tell everybody else. I, that's what I do because that's the only place that you can go. Nobody's going to disturb you. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and I just take a breath. I sit there and I just take a breath. And then I come out <laughs> after I flush the toilet. <laughs> really helpful. Thank you. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So would you like to chat about anything else? What you just said about everything catching up, I think that was so pertinent as well, because it's what I find with my work is when I say to people, I usually sort of send them a message that says change can happen straight away, or it might take two or three weeks. And I feel the energetic change can happen straight away, but the physical takes time to actually come up to that level or take on board those changes. Because my just operandi again is that you need one session and change happens faster than the speed of light end all that's it it's not a bat you have to come back two or three times but that doesn't mean to say that if somebody has come to me and then maybe four five six weeks more later they think oh, something did change but I feel I need more that's their decision but it's not they have to I believe that change can happen so what you said there about the outside and the inside that was so lovely because I've experienced that with my new horse, Evie, that there's so many contradictions if you looked at her. 
And yet now I'm really getting to know her inside and seeing where this all comes from. You know, that connection, like you said, Katie, you know, it takes time to build that connection up with your horse. And that if we allow ourselves the time, that's when the magic happens because we're not pushing any agenda or think it's got to happen like this has got to happen. And I just keep saying I've got no agenda with Evie at all. I just want her to show me. And recently, literally today, we had a bit of a breakthrough and it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm getting, I'm understanding. Because she's a real little stress head inside. She really is on the outside. She stood there with you as calm, as cool as you like. But inside, there's this little stress head going on. So I love what you're both saying there about the time it takes and the inside matching the outside. And you've got to let things catch up with each other. And what you see might not necessarily be the actual truth. You've got this one vision outside and then the feel inside. Thank you, Cathy. That was lovely. I'm going to put another comment. Hi, Ronnie. Thank you for another fab talk. Cathy has been helping my super sensitive horse, G, coat with me, Jackie. You know that lady. Yes. Yes, that's Jackie. Another near us, Katie. She's Ross and Y. She's <laughs> not far away. <laughs> and I know G. Yes. Yes, I yeah. met G. So that was really cool. Oh. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Shall we see if anybody wants to ask any questions? So anybody that's watching, if you want to ask a question to Kathy, to Katie or Brenner, please drop a comment and we can do that while we're chatting. While they're making their mind up if they want to do that or not. Do you want to talk about what's coming up, Kathy? Something exciting? Oh, what you mean in November? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Calm, calm. Yes. Well, we're going to meet each other in November. And this is interesting because Ronnie's in this country and we've never actually physically met. I mean, I felt I've known you for years, but we've never actually met. So, but we are going to meet in San Antonio in Texas at the Warwick Podcast Summit. Oh, goodness. I can't tell you how many versions of the talk I've already done. And I know I'm going to go off piste when I get there. <laughs> So we'll see what comes out on the day, I think. But oh, I'm so lucky. I mean, the speakers that are there, I just want to sit in the audience and mingle and just listen, which I will be doing. But yeah, really looking forward to that. I'm so excited about that. I still haven't got a flight, but it worked out. I've booked mine, but they keep changing it. So God knows, you're probably better off leaving it. Last time I went to the States was 2018. And my middle name should be lastminute.com because that's the way the dice rolls. <laughs> yeah, literally the day before I was going, I can't go, I can't go. And my friend who's the medium, she says, you've got to get on that flight. It will all sort itself out. You've got to get on that flight. And it did. I mean, there was lots of interesting things that happened, but you know what? It just added to the journey. Yeah, it's a journey that I, I won't forget, but yeah, I'm so excited. Okay, we've got another message. Okay. Yeah, you can't wait to meet you both in person in November. <laughs> Emily's going to be there as well, of course. Yes, yes, yes. That's wonderful. <laughs> Yay. It should all be recorded. You can pick it up afterwards. There's a question I want to ask Brenner. Because I know, Brenna, you mentioned about Rupert Isaacson. So can you tell us what you're going to be doing there? Yes. So he's got his new trails pathway courses. And I had hoped that I could have done the first two-day course in Dublin, but it just logistically didn't pan out. And then I did off for coming to Germany and doing four days at hoc in Germany. But it's looking again, logistics aren't going to pan out. But my backup is he's got one coming to Australia. So I've had long, long interest in autism and trauma and 
uh, yeah, and this is about all the tapestries coming together. I know all the threads. I've been interested in ignorant, but interested for a while. <laughs> yeah. But now with all the different work and the inputs of all these amazing people, I'm going, yeah, yeah, I can do that now too. So I want to be able to canter along like Rupert does with some child or adult super happy. And then, yeah, refugees, war-torn people. Yeah, it works. All of them. <laughs> That's so cool. Mm. That sounds exciting. Okay, Katie, have you got anything else that you'd like to add? I'm just really grateful. Like, it's funny how the universe definitely does deliver when you put your intention out there, like we were talking about earlier, because it's just amazing to be able to connect with like-minded and people that are on the same sort of path. I think if you put it out there, then the universe will deliver. Absolutely. I just really think you two ladies there, you are so the way forward in that you are so grounded in science and I'm not an anti, I'm not a Luddite. I love science. I love finding out how things work. I love seeing the logic of it all, but I just know there's more to it. I'm actually at the moment writing a blog and there's something for the course as well about allopathic and alternative medicine. And I really have to keep my emotions in check when I read some of the data behind the allopathic stuff. But at the same time, there are billions probably of people now that would have been dead or suffering or their lives wouldn't be as good if it wasn't for modern medicine. And that's where I say we learn everything for a reason, but it's what we do with it. So for me, we're becoming dependent on pills on one sector and that we're not realizing how much we have inside us to change, to learn and to get better. And that's not putting the fault on anyone. You have to be so careful how you say these things because people say, oh, you're making it my fault then that I'm ill. No, if you don't know and if you're not given the opportunity. And as I said, the, the pills all have their place, but we have grown into a generation and I'm one of them. I was, as a child, you know, of the 60s, the doctor will make you better. That was the statement. And that was the thing. And they say about how people go to the doctor and quite often they say, oh, I got to the doctor and I felt better. There you have placebo in the fact that the one statement of the doctor will make you better. You sit in the doctor's waiting room and you have that expectation and you feel better. And people go, oh, don't be daft. It's the truth. And then people say about my work, oh, it's placebo. Yes. Bring it on. It's the person healing themselves. I don't care what you call it. It's nothing to do with me doing anything. It's activating that healing potential within people. And likewise with allopathic modern medicine, if somebody has complete and utter faith in the drug, the surgery, go do it. Go get it. That's the way to go. It's not an either or. It's, you know, a really big picture. But I really find difficulty in that Modern medicine is scientific and science shows we're energy. So why can they not expand into the appreciation that there is another type of medicine as well as biochemical medicine? So as I said, I totally 100% behind modern medicine as such because we've learned it for a reason and we're saving lives. Your work, my goodness, you're at the cutting edge of it. Those people come into the ER and you're there and you save their lives. And if we didn't know how, they wouldn't live. There's no two ways about it. But yeah, it's it's a subject that I'm really diving into. One hell of a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm digging my way down. 
<laughs> you, I might be gone for some time is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Naomi Jaffa, I'm going to put this on. If you want to read this, Kathy, I'm reading it out so that people on the podcast can hear it too. Okay, so Naomi, I know very well. She's a wonderful friend. I'd love to hear you all talk about why it can be hard to believe in the positive when sometimes the negative is so familiar and seductive. And if you have any strategies you employ to reset yourself from negative worry, fear to positive, all will be well. If I may start, um, for me, what we're looking at straight away is patterns that we've learned. So through childhood, we learn a pattern. It can be that somebody around us has a, a mindset, and so we pick that train of thought up. An instant one is... If your mother was, say, afraid of dogs, the chances are she wouldn't encourage you to go and pet dogs and she might pass that fear on only because she's worried for your safety because she has that fear. So it's how somebody else's worry can then imprint on you. So that's how it might occur. The way to change is, for me, awareness is key to change. Well, everybody says the same thing. So if you were in a situation and you start to get that negative mindset so that, oh, that'll never work, that's immediately where you go. The second you do that, when you become aware, you can hear yourself start to say those things. And that's the moment of change. That's the moment that you get the gap where you can go, okay, I'm totally allowed to go down that path, but I hear I have a choice. Do I want to go and say it's never going to change? Or shall I actually say, actually, there is a chance it might change and start breaking it down in that way. So for me, it's the patterns get set through our life, through what's happened to us, and they become known. And we step into the known much more easily than the unknown. And we tend to follow what's happened before becomes our future. And we tend to follow that path because it's the easy path. It's the path we know. But if we can step into awareness where we can listen to ourselves and start to feel when we're going to a negative place, that's the moment that change can happen. I will second that as well. I was going to say recognize when those old patterns, old thoughts come up, because as soon as you're recognizing that, you're acknowledging it. I'm always talking to myself. I mean, I give myself a good talking to quite often. If I can feel that little chatter come in, I'll go, oh, here she goes. And yeah, I give myself a good talking to. And sometimes though, when you're first recognizing that things that happen and come to you, not because it's somebody else, it's nobody else's fault. Nobody else can make you miserable. Yes, there are certain situations and there are things around you. I'm not talking about people that's had really traumatic stuff. You know, I'm just talking about my own experiences. Things happen and you go down that old, for goodness sake, why me, why me? But if you play the victim, you will always be a victim because that's the mode you have set yourself into. Once you start to think, do you know what? Only me can change this. I can change this. Uh, I don't know how, but I know I want to change. And that's a big step because as soon as you say that on an energetic level, you're opening up, you're saying, okay, okay. And then things will come along to you. You could be watching a movie. You could have a conversation with a stranger. You could see something on Facebook. 
the universal energy will send it on whatever platform, whatever you're using, because that's how it works. It's energetic at the end of the day, and it will give you a little light bulb moment. And you think, oh, okay, like how I met Kathy, it was that synchronicity, something happened, and then that's how I met Kathy, and that's how I started talking to her, but that's that's another story. So, yeah, I would say the same, recognize that. Um and sometimes you get into it's almost like a cloud I, I'm just going to share a little experience this, this was a while ago so you have like whoa moments and sometimes you're riding that way for what seems ages and you think oh I love this feeling I love this feeling and then it's like boom and you think I don't know where this has come from but why am I feeling this way horses and animals are great because they tell you straight away you know don't come near me with those sparks lady and you're thinking what is the matter what is it what is it and you sort of chat to yourself and then when you acknowledge that something's coming to the surface and it's ready to go and that's all it is it's residue that's floating up to the surface this is how I'm describing it as soon as I recognize that as I know what that is it was like Boom, the cloud went and the sun came out and I felt so much lighter. That's all I needed to do was just to acknowledge that something's coming up. It's not actually now. It's not today. It's something that's from my past. It's something that's in my cells. It's just coming up to be cleared. Once I recognized that and acknowledged it, it, it went as quickly as it came. It went. Now, if I hadn't, that cloud would have been hung over me until I got the message. But because I did, it went quickly. And that's how it helps you because you feel things differently. You sense things. It doesn't mean you don't have those low moments, but you can get out of them quicker, if that makes sense. So I hope that's answered your question from our perspective. Why don't we get Katie and Brenna to give Mm -hmm. their explanations? Katie, would you like to go first? Yeah, I mean, really resonate with what Naomi said. It's so easy to fall back into sort of familiar patterns, but consciously, I always try and just see the bigger picture. And constantly reminding myself there will be ups and downs, and steep bits of the path, and rocky bits of the path, and there will be adverse things that happen, and there will be you know, unexpected things or things you wouldn't choose, but. At the end, you know, we're all going on our own journey and it will even out at some point, you know, what's happening in this exact moment does not define you and it doesn't define where you're going. And that's how I try and always bring myself back to that if I find myself in a bit of a negative spiral, which is very helpful. Very well put, Katie. Very well put. Brenna? Years of experience with the million voices in my head that have later of making you know really good progress. I totally agree. Yeah, awareness you're halfway there once you're aware. And the good change for me in this last six months or so is acceptance. Whereas before I'd be aware that I'd try and do something about it. Now I don't try and do anything about it. I just sit there and go, oh, look, there it is. Well, of course, that means a bit uncomfortable or whatever. But yeah, first awareness, then just accept it whatever it is, and if it disappears, it disappears, if it doesn't, it doesn't, it's fine. But just acknowledge. My biggest tool really is that one breath is a meditation. And if you're meditating, you're literally thinking no thing, which is where the peace is and the connection in the universe. You don't need just against a brick wall for 30 minutes. You know, one breath is a meditation. 
just take one conscious breath or just do nothing but follow that breath. And after a while you go, watch, I can do two or three. And, and now that's a tool I'm going to all the time. It's, it's become really quite easy. Yeah. Thank you. That was lovely too. Yeah, meditation. People think, oh, I've got to sit there with my legs crossed going, um, <laughs> you can if you like, but you don't have to. I, I do mine poo picking. Limp poo. Yeah. 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 That's useless. <laughs> it does. Naomi's reply to that. Like a transcript of your answer, Kathy Price. Brilliant. Ronnie, thank you. Also, the cloud on and a and a can't see my words. Analogy, <laughs> analogy. <laughs> oh my goodness, really helpful and validating. <laughs> and Katie, that reminder of steep and cultural bits being necessarily part of the journey. It is. I mean, it's not a bowl of cherries. It's not rose tinted glasses. That's not life. But it's how you respond to it. I think that's the thing now. Sometimes when you're with lots of people and you can feel the old patterns and that's nothing against the people you're with, but you can feel these old patterns and you have to think, no, actually, I don't want to go down that route. I don't actually want to add to the energy of what you're talking about because that's what's going to happen so I'm going to change the subject or divert my attention to something else because it's the old saying where your attention goes your energy flows mm. and that sounds so cliche but actually it's such a big thing and it really is and energy makes things so you're making more of what you're focusing on and again that can sound belittling if somebody's going through their own trauma their own difficulties and I'm not sharing these thoughts with you and I've not been touched by that because people that know me I have and I don't want to talk about my old story because that's that's the story but sometimes you have to talk about it to explain why you're doing what you're doing but if you talk about it in the way with a passion of still being there you're still there so you can talk about it but you have the lightness with it because you're no longer in that place and again that's not belittling anybody else that's going through hard times because if you're unaware of how you can change things or what's actually happening you don't know where to go but hopefully things like this my little podcast my little live interviews Kathy you know people that are more aware of their own being the word enlightened again that can sound very you know I'm enlightened but you are you're enlightening you're opening your mind you're opening your psyche you're opening your energy to what's possible and it's not always what we see hence what Barney was saying to Katie don't always go but what you see because it's the feel what's going on inside that's the reality and sometimes they don't always match up and the aim is to get them to where they do so you're working on that same level, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I have to say, I had an experience of this, a really physically experience of them, the energy not matching the physical. And it was after I'd been to a reconnection seminar in London. I was walking down Kensington High Street. And you know, when you go down in a lift, you get that oof feeling. Well, I was getting that walking down Kensington High Street. There's something really weird going on here, folks. And I mentioned it to one of the teachers and they said, oh, yeah, that's your energy changing. And I thought, okay, fair enough. And then I came back and I'd wake up in the middle of the night with an awful backache, really bad backache. And I did, I went and got some painkillers and I did that for two nights. And the third night it woke me up and I just couldn't be bothered to get up. And I sat there and I said, okay, 
if this is blockage of the energy flowing through me, I'm accepting it. I realize it. Now let it go. It went. I've never had it again. And to me, that was the, the energy had changed in my body, but there was a blockage in me that it wasn't flowing. So it was like banging up against something. And it was just getting worse and worse every night. And it was like, yeah, hello, hello, are you in there? We're just seeing if you're catching up now, dear. And, and when I recognized it, there you go. And that was a physical reality. Because you experienced it, you can explain that to your clients or you can explain that to people mm. as you just have, that that can happen. And sometimes maybe that's why people believe or perceive that if they've had energy work, it doesn't always work. They haven't recognised that sometimes the body holds on for whatever reason. That's a whole nother subject. <laughs> another podcast. Yeah, a whole nother podcast. I'm really enjoying this, guys. Is there any more questions? Thank you, Naomi, by the way, for your questions. That's great because it helps us think about other things to talk about and to share experiences. Kathy, do you want to say anything else? Only thank you because <laughs> it's been such fun. I love this conversation. And having Katie and Brenna here has been so lovely. Thank you both for agreeing because, as I said, I didn't know what you were going to say either. So uh, it's like, yay, I'm really interested to know what happened. But no, it, I really appreciate that you taking the time to be there and your input on here because it's so lovely to get all of the different viewpoints. And Brenna, I love that breathing one, the, mm. the fact that a meditation can be one breath. I just love that because I find I'm a bit like you, Ronnie. I don't meditate, okay, in the way that meditation might be described, but I'm like you when I'm poo picking or when I'm walking the dog in particular. That's when the stuff happens, always when I'm walking the dog. Thank God for mobile phones with recorders on, because otherwise I'd forget. Literally, I try and remember it. It's gone. I have to say it in the moment because it's just sort of downloads in. Got to say it. So, yeah. But thank you. That's what I want to say. And I just love it. It's been fun and it's nice having your guests to share their experiences. So do you want to say bye to the viewers? Thank you. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You both did really, really well. It was lovely. And I know sometimes it can be a bit when you want to talk about things, but yeah, you was both brilliant. So thank you. I'll chat to you shortly. Okay. <laughs> that was so much fun, Kathy. It's always a pleasure chatting to you. Yeah, always a pleasure. And thank so, you ever so much. You're welcome. If you'd like to say bye in a final word. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, everyone that's joined us. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the questions. I'm always here waiting to answer anything you've got and if anyone wants to chat about anything just get in contact with me because I'd be only so happy to talk to you so thank you very much thank you Kathy oh wow three amazing ladies and that was so lovely to chat with them Kathy's details I think it's on the live anyway her Facebook page and I think emails on there and also point of balance her website so you can contact her but if you want to contact her through me you can but I hope you enjoyed tonight's chat it's been a little while since I've done one and I always get a little bit nervous when I first come on I can't help it but I do but that's me have a lovely lovely weekend enjoy whatever it is you do and Remember, life's for living. Okay, again, that sounds very cliche, but it is about living. So don't feel guilty for having fun, for doing something that you really want to do. If there's something that's got a glow in you, 
and you think, I'd like to do that, but I don't know if I can. Look into it. Just open your heart to it and see what the universe shows up at your door with because it will be exciting and you won't go back. Once you start to learn about yourself and how energy works, you won't go back. It's not always easy to start with because we want to see things visually. And that's not always the case because we have to, you know, what is that saying? Show me and I'll believe it. And it's like, no, believe it and I'll show you it. And I've got goosebumps when I said that. That's not my phrase. I've heard it from somewhere. So please don't think I've just come up with that. Have a lovely day, a lovely evening wherever you are in the world. And I will chat to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Ronnie King at Equine Voices. Thank you for listening and speak to you soon.